Welcome, Kingdom Men. <laughs> it looks a little different than it usually does. It looks like more like Kingdom Women with a few men. Did we scare you off? What's up? Better watch out. It's awesome. This is awesome. I gotta tell y'all, about four years ago, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand the mic over here in a minute, but about four years ago, it don't seem like that long, I was sitting there thinking, I kept hearing these preachers and everybody say, your mission field is gonna be right where you work. And I thought, I work in a taxidermy shop. <laughs> There's a bunch of dead animals. And that's my mission field because I was the only one there about 90% of the time. It's not like that anymore. Raising from the dead. Hallelujah. It is uh, every morning, every morning, five days a week, 5.30 to who knows when, we have a study that don't, that's out of this world. And it is, it is cool. It is awesome. And so no matter where you do, where you work, even a taxidermy shop, it can be awesome. The Holy Spirit this morning filled that place up like unbelievable. There were seven of us there. For some reason, there were seven there. Some reason, there were seven. And then we go pray for a man in the hospital, and some reason, there were seven of us there. Not the same seven. It's unbelievable. But anyway, buckle up your seatbelts, because if you get just a scrap of what we got this morning, you're in for a treat. I'm telling you, you're in for a treat. This is awesome. I can't even hardly say his name. If he can say my name, when he learns to say my name, I'll learn to say his. <laughs> so, this is going to be awesome. Richard is going to, Richard Miller is going to, he's a good guy, he's a Miller. And he's going to introduce, and this guy is awesome, I'm telling y'all. Yes, uh, Gitachu came to, uh, into our family's lives in about 2008. He came to quarrel with a minister, and uh, my grandmother basically adopted him as his, her African son. And uh, so he, he's from Kenya. He's an Ethiopian. He's from Kenya. And he's staying with us for the week. And uh, we consider him part of our family. <laughs> so for the last 14 years, he's been in our lives and blessing us. And my daughters, three of our daughters have been to Kenya and, and, and with missions with the Atachi. And uh, they have a, a missions to the, to the Muslim and the uh, nomadic traditional uh, communities there. And it's so many, I'll let them tell you about the uh, ministry, but they are taking the gospel where it's never been taken. Praise God. And, they, and, and many, many Muslims are coming to Christ. Many of the traditionalists are coming to Christ. And so I'll let them tell you about it. But I'd like to introduce today, Gitachu. <laughs> uh, okay now I think I'm very much terrified to stand before these smart people <laughs> the way I see you some of you your hair is shifted from here down here <laughs> But it's all good. <laughs> I'm very grateful ever since that my foot touched this ground. 
and I don't know what I was doing. I was actually unleashed and very loose <laughs> of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And when Rich came to pick me up from the airport, it was Melissa. And what I saw the moment I had them in just radiant joy. And we didn't even ask about our families. We just, we're somewhere else. We don't know where we were. <laughs> and now I do not know what that led me. Or maybe the little I know that I will have such a congregation. And very wonderful. Already it looks like 10 years I have been here. And this morning, and Rich invited me to come to meet this man who has giant faith, people with a lot of experience in life and in the Lord, who have been in thick and thin, being with them, and I was soaked in their fellowship. And you know, any one of us, we need this moment. Honestly, since I came from Kenya to the state, it's five weeks. The only retreat I have these two days, it looks like a month for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> the environment and the people you surround made a difference in your life. And I'm very humble to stand before you. And this evening, Please don't take offense, and I do not know what I'm doing even now. But one thing that I know, God has something for all of us. Yes. We will never be the same the way we came. We'll never go back the same way. We will go back different. Because the living God is with us. Amen. And I'm married. My wife is Bethlehem. She goes by Betty. And we have two sons. Emmanuel and Matthew. Emmanuel is 14. Matthew is 12. We are back to Kenya now. We came for a month. And then, uh, then they went back, I think, a week ago. And then I have a few couple of other things to do the remaining part of about three weeks. <clears throat> Thank you. And as my big brother Richard says, I always call him my big brother. He is my big brother. <laughs> and when his grandma passed on, his mom adopted me. So he's my big brother. We have the same father, but different mothers. <laughs> <laughs> and I want us to pray. And, and then from there, the, the Holy Spirit will lead us. Everlasting Father, King of glory, we want to say thank you for this wonderful morning that you gathered us together by your Spirit. Father, because there is something new in this place today. We are all anticipating. We expect great things from you, Father, for your glory so that we can attain it for you too, Lord. And as I come here, Father, I come with a great humility, humbleness, my spirit and my heart. That, Father, I pray that may you instruct my mouth, 
May you also visit us this evening with a supernatural visitation, Father. We ask that send your spirit in our midst and fill us and rejuvenate us, Lord. Show us new way that we have never went before. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You know, one of the challenges many a times, especially for you people, it is very hard to determine the Africans and the Chinese how old we can be. <laughs> because our mileage can't be shown in, in the way it, it is shown on you. <laughs> and uh, I have been in ministry for 25 years, making a lot of mistakes. <laughs> how many years? 25 years. You may think you start ministry in a diaper. No. I ha before then, I had more, more, more years. <laughs> but one thing that is amazing in my life, the more I grow my age, and I, I realize that the foolish I am, and how big and vast God is. And the second thing that I have learned, the more you think you know, you find that you do not know. <laughs> and the hardest part of me serving God, God, he showed me something little, but he never, he never gave it to me, the whole script, that I would be doing the rest of my life. He never. I don't know whether he, if he had it for you, please share with me. <laughs> so all what I was doing, each things that I have done over the period of 25 years, and he just, each step of the way, he was leading us. I grew up with a family very confused. My family, my mom is very devout, a religious family background related to this. The emperor by then in Ethiopia, very close. My father also, after the emperor is gone, he, he is a politician. He changed the gear. Immediately he joined the, the Communist Party. I'm talking about in Ethiopia. Both mom and dad, they have their own expectation about their son. Because many African kids, many of us in Africa, children's uh, retirement plan for the parent. <laughs> Hello? Their retirement plan for? They are the social security, you know? <laughs> I don't think it's here, it's the same here. It can be, maybe. Texas, it can be. You're not far away from African culture. I love you boys. <laughs> so, my dad wanted me to be a, a lawyer or a politician, and my mom wanted me to be a, a traditional priest, but I never fulfilled their desire, and instead Christ came in my heart when I was young. And I never had experience of church like this. I grew up in an underground church. I'll say one, two things, and then I'll go back to the things. And then the day I came to know the name, even Jesus is a young, a small boy. We were, I think, second or third class, I mean, grade, maybe my, I, I forgot even. I was probably 12 years old. And I followed this young friend of mine in the school and went wherever he's going. And the first time I saw kids are singing. 
And also there is a memory verse in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. They are really memorizing. And I was scared. The more I hear, there are 25 of them. They, one after the other, they just memorize and they, they sit down. If you remember, the book of Ephesians chapter 2 talks about salvation. And our state, original state, being a sinner that's subjected to the wrath of God. I don't want God to be upset on me. I just want to know how I can reconcile myself with God. And I went to the pastor. I asked, I don't want, if God is upset with me and he has wrath and judgment upon me, I don't want, I want to be saved. How would I do? And the lady said, no, we don't want you to get involved in these things because my father, they know. And if they know that I'm a believer and these are the people who made me to be a believer and they will be all arrested. So they said, no, 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 we don't deal with you now, my friend, go. <laughs> I say, no, I want to know. I, don't worry, I will, I will keep the secret. Well, the power of the Holy Spirit and the pregnancy, you cannot hide it, it will show up. <laughs> You know, it's a matter of time. It will show up anyway. <laughs> well, it, it happened that one day they knew what happened to me and that was the end of my relationship with my dad and the rest of the sibling. But one neat thing I wanted to tell you, I, I just shared it the other day. And the time came, four of, we are four people. We wanted to be baptized. The, the water baptism of immersion. And you have to go and find the river. During the day, you make a ditch and then make the water a little bit up so that you can be deep. If your hand is remaining, it's not, it's, it's not enough. <laughs> because it will be tempted to steal. You know, it's not yet dead. <laughs> if one foot is out, it's not yet dead. You know, it, it has to be everything immersed, you know. <laughs> that is our child theology. So we went through every part of our body has to be buried. So that nothing is left unburied and all our sin is gone. We made it also in the river so the sin would go away with the river. <laughs> so we have four, one girl and three boys. Remember up in the, in the highland of Ethiopia, the cold is so bad. and There are also wild animals around us like hyenas and they don't care, they eat people. Now, when one is baptized... Two are baptizing him. The other person has to watch the wild animals. And if somebody is out watching us, what we're doing. So, the first we, strategically, three of us, we, we baptized the girl. <laughs> and then it was cold. She was freezing to death. Praise the Lord. We dunk her in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Got out. Fast forward, before I do that, let me take you back. Before we were even <laughs> baptized, you know, what I'm talking about here, before the baptism of the water, actually we were baptized, all of us, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Wow. And then that is the thing that we are convicted. Now I think we went one step ahead. Let us go back and start. <laughs> Let's start from the water and then we top up the rest. <laughs> so, I was baptized by the Holy Spirit before the water baptism, okay? I think God made everything upside down in my life. <laughs> so the girl we baptized, we went. And uh, the second one, we baptized him. He went 
The third one when we were baptized him. My goodness, I have never ever have you ever been electrocuted? I, I felt from, I don't know what happened. I screamed <laughs> when I'm in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The boy is already in the water. Like lightning went, and all, three of us, we released the boy like this. <laughs> in Jesus' name, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. And the boy is screaming, and I was screaming. We are scared. It's a dark. We are all black. It's a dark. <laughs> Well, it was, the intention was, you know, when you've been filled up with the Holy Spirit, you will be brave, you know, you will be courageous. When the Holy Spirit comes, we get scared to death. <laughs> we drop the whole thing, we jumped out of the water, and we try to, what happened? We all shivering, I don't know, okay, come, 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 one of them a little older, the Holy Spirit came and touched us. And then I feel like, you remember when Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan? The Holy Spirit came, the voice came, the confirmation of God. No church, no pastor, no evangelist, no one around us. We are just a bunch of boys. <laughs> Crazy for Jesus. Amen. And when I trace back why I have gone through all these things, you know why? God called me to minister those who are unchurched. So that I can be, you cannot be a model unless you have gone through the process. You can't be a role model for church planting if you are not one planted before. You cannot talk about persecution unless you have gone through it before. We do not have a high priest who has not been going through temptation. <laughs> Alright? Let me close my mouth. And now... Fast forward, God gave me a special ministry, reaching out to the Muslim. You know, the other things I, I really warn you, never say never to God. <laughs> and he could have sent me in a very good place, a nice place. He ended up sending me to Somalia for six years. Oh my goodness. You know, do you want to know how to laugh? Go in a place where there is no love. You know, you are in the south, bless your heart. Eh? <laughs> in the nice way, not in the south way. But. <laughs> if sincerely God is calling you to do something, he didn't send you to a place where you know you can do anything you want, you know. He will send you in the midst of landmarks. And there you see his provision, providence, his protection, guidance, many things. Finally, in 25 years ministry, God rescued me from so many dangers. 11 different times, the Lord spared my life from life bullet. I have been kicked out of the country. I've been stoned. I've been robbed. I've been beaten. I've been shot up. But to him be the glory. Hallelujah. 
the thing that I'm sharing with you has nothing to do with me. It is about him. That's why I wanted to show you a video, the ministry that we're doing. It is not, I am part of that movement, being part of those people catalyzing the movement, but I'm not the one who's doing it all. There are many other people together with them. We do this ministry. So let me ask my good friend, we have nine minute video and maybe 15 minutes. God put some words in my heart. If you don't mind, you have a time. I would share that word which he puts in my heart to share with you. And then also, I don't want you to go out. We want to touch the life wire of the Holy Spirit today. Yes. Amen? Yes. Wonderful. Let's go for the video. In Ottawa Network is a local Kenyan-based mission organization whose purpose is to mobilize nomadic believers to evangelize, disciple, and plant churches among unreached Muslim pastoralist communities in northern, northeastern, and coastal regions of Kenya and beyond. Our goal is proclaiming the gospel to the targeted unreached people groups by proclaiming through evangelism and planting churches among the nomads, by equipping the church through leadership development programs that trains local pastors for missions and leadership, by mobilizing local churches for cross-cultural mission through short-term conferences seminars, and by responding to human needs through community development program, which we established in Seattle. We targeted the Muslim villages focusing on the vulnerable single Muslim mothers and youth through various training programs and income generating activity. They have been able to improve their economic status and in turn open door for us to evangelize their families. Unfortunately, in the year 2020, due to the COVID-19 global pandemic, most of our plan programs and activities were affected and disrupted. The pandemic has continued to affect the church mission in various ways, including the cancellation of worship services, social gatherings, the closures of schools, outreach, and missions, among other businesses. In addition to the pandemic, the region had been also affected by the unfortunate acts of the locust invasions and adverse weather conditions. This crisis had had a devastating effect on poor urban households and depending on casual labor. The local markets, which are the main supplier of food, was affected by the lockdowns, thus price shot up, and with children being home, that made more food needed at home, which they could not afford. Therefore, as a mission, we focus our energy on supporting the communities and the families of church leaders through emergency food relief distributions as an intervention to families that were severely impacted by the crisis. Through this, the Lord opened many doors for us to use the food relief program as a platform to proclaim the love of God among the unrich Muslim pastoralist nomadic communities. 
Following is a video that describes the 11th hour ministry. Welcome. Initially we call it network because we are not a church. We want to uh, network with all the Christian brothers and sisters. My name is Elizabeth Kudana. I am in the Lord. My name is uh, William Kudana Wawa. I was born in Iran, uh, uh, just to go there to Cambodia. I was born in a Christian family. I was four years when I joined Islamic classes. I came from a Bolivian family. I experienced a lot of challenges from my family. And they say, you are bewitched. Okay, they bought you. In the middle of the night, they put a fire on my house. This is not about witchcraft. I have received life through Jesus Christ. The Living Hour Network Ministry, we have started 2007 in as Northern Kenya Pastors Fellowship. Actually, I got to learn about it, about uh, mobilizing the nomadic pastoral community so that they may, they may evangelize, they may disciple, they may plant mission churches even amongst the enriched people in Northern Kenya. And I found a, a, a network that has exactly the same conviction I had in my heart. This was just amazing. I just got connected with a, a nomadic pastoral community who are already born again. They have come to the Lord. You know, it's so relevant uh, to reach the other, their own people. I say, why not? I'm going to so many preschools. I know their culture. I know uh, because I'm from that culture too. Uh, the, the network helped us to explore these cultural beliefs. Living our training is so unique in its own way because one, 11 hours they are working with all churches and among the groups who are in northern Kenya many leaders or the pastors of our churches they are going to school some of them they are many, never even going to the Olympical College they don't have some basic education they don't have, uh, they are not going to seminary where they are willing to be the word of God so when we get that opportunity for training it is to keep the leaders of the church which will make them to be more effective in the ministry the materials about the Somali people, I didn't know about their population, about the different subgroups of the Somalis. Libertawa, they have played a major role of equipping the servants of God who are working here in Northern Kenya. There are so many challenges. The culture, this community is a communal life. You don't live your own life. You, you, you reason like a community. Okay, we do things for the community. You marry for the community. See? So because of this, it is a big challenge. When one makes a decision, that decision is greatly influenced by the community. They get a lot of persecution from their own parents. And so as a result, even of this decision of his faith, somehow it's being challenged and even it's, it's not the bottom of the stand. It's strong in the faith because of the community's uh, pressure 
Network is not a TV channel, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> By the way, it's in the Bible. Let me say a little bit and then I go for that. I have a lot of things today, but 11 hours from Matthew chapter 20 talks about the story. Someone went in the morning, hire people to come and work in his vineyard, the farmer. You guys related with that story. Those people whom he hired them early in the morning, the old testament people. Our patriotic, you know, Abraham, Isaac, David, all these guys. They have worked, they are pioneering of God's kingdom. During that time, the church is not yet as New Testament church, it's still a Judaism within the Judaism God with a general revelation. He was leading people from darkness to light through the journey from the physical journey from slavery of Egypt to the promised land of Canaan. And then at 9 o'clock, which is 3 o'clock in Africa and Middle Eastern, and those days, even now, most countries, you know, our, the way of counting time is not the way you count time here. The day starts at 12 in the morning, which is 6 o'clock a.m., ends 12 in the morning, in the evening. We have 12-hour uh, day and 12-hour night. It's not like sometimes you guys are... 14 or 15 hour sun 
We don't have these four seasons. And in Africa, what we have is if there is no sun, there must be rain. If there is rain, then, you know, there, there is no sun. So what we have, the raining season and the other season. So we don't have any other season. Because we live in the equator, most of us. Then those who are midday, 12 o'clock, or maybe 6 o'clock for us, and the, and the 3 o'clock people, they are the New Testament, they are apostles. And now the church and Christianity become less Judaism and more Gentile. At midday, actually, the, 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 the Judaism Christianity died and the Gentile become expanded, all Asia Minor part of now Mediterranean world becomes so much Christianized. And at three o'clock, which is now from the church moved from Asia Minor and Middle East, now moved to Europe and the greater Europe and North America and also maybe Australia. And then in the 11th hour time, now the paradigm is shifted. Today, those strong Christian nations in Europe becoming more or less Christians, and the mission field Africa and Asia and Latin America becoming the mission force in the 11th hour. In the last day, your grandchildren by faith like me now becoming a mission force and to join with you to usher the coming of the Lord. So these people, you have seen them, they're the 11th hour. You know, the apostles, they say, this is the last day during the first century era. era. But today is the last hour. We are in the day where we are in the last hour. We are not in the last day. Any time from now, Christ may return. So the church must be from anywhere to everywhere, connected with the global mission. As you do your local ministry, you must connect with the global mission to be part of the global body of Christ. Praise the Lord. That's why I just, why are we here today? It's not only even if we filled by the Holy Spirit today, and re in refilling and empowered today, it is not to go home and to say kumbaya. <laughs> okay? If you know when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive what? Power. And you'll do what? You'll be what? You'll be put in task. You'll be my witnesses. From where? Home. Jerusalem. And then where? Judea. And all where? Far. Samaria in the most part of the world. You're not talking theology there. You will be his witness. What are we witnessing? Jesus, what he has done for us. Hello? Are we together? It is not the complicated theology and psychology we are talking about here. The simple message Jesus Christ, our Savior, is coming as a baby, being born in Bethlehem, died in the cross for our sin as atonement of our sin, 
buried in three days in the grave rose again and ascended to heaven and he will come again before he was ascended to heaven he gave us one mission go make disciples of all nations hallelujah he commissioned every single one of us if this is now the scope of God's ministry in us folks in Sand Spring Church and the place where you are in Athens God placed each one of you in a very strategic place for strategic things to do in your days today i don't know why please bear with me the lord put very a strong message in my heart this message is not because you are not doing well it's because god found you faithful he want to rise up he want you to rise up and take your strategic position in his kingdom to make a great impact in your day in your generation beyond your imagination god is faithful i never ever thought i will come here it never in my mind in my plan i have just simply came to see my big brother and his family nothing less i don't have any schedule but the moment i came in here friends i got my spiritual retreat Amen. my heart is jumping breaking the my ribs and comes out here <laughs> The thing that I wanted to say friends I want to take your story When I was in the border of Somalia there was a time I had a truck it's not the fancy one like the one I I see around but the one we know So there was someone who was killed road somewhere where we live and they asked me because I'm the only one who has a truck so they asked me to go and get the dead man I said okay I can't put him in the seat but I need to put him on something else. If I put him in the mattress, you know, the the road is rough and he fly off and then <laughs> I wouldn't have his carcass. So what am I <laughs> So okay, do you have a box? What do I carry with him, you know? So okay, we have the box but don't break it. Okay, I'm not breaking it. <laughs> I put the empty box and then I start it's a very rattling road, okay? Rough road, it's not tarmac. And halfway through and I found somebody else asking me a lift. We were two. There's another friend of mine is a missionary. He's from Iowa. It's me also. We I'm driving. So <clears throat> he begged us and please give me a ride. You know, okay, we stop the car and we put him in the back. We carry him. And as we drive, the rain came. It was heavy rain. It was raining. And then we forgot we have this man and then I drove fast. And then we reach a point where we have to stop. We, we reach our destiny. And I we both jumped off. I remember I look back in the car the, the guy whom we gave a lift is no longer there. <laughs> oh my god. 
I went to bring a dead man. I added one. Now, <laughs> in my mind, now, <laughs> this is, a, I commit murder. And all of a sudden, when I look in the truck, the guy, he's so smart. To protect himself from the rain, he opened the empty box. And there was no one in. He put himself in. So he was in the coffin. When he opened and comes out, I say in Jesus' name. I imagine I was so. <laughs> now, think about the day of resurrection, how scary it can be. Everyone shooting from the ground and from the tomb and everywhere. It's a day of chaos, right? God is amazing. Where am I going in this topic and this sharing that I'm sharing with you? God, I really love our God. Amen. He transported his prophet, someone called Ezekiel. The Lord had, hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can this bone live? <laughs> the question is, well, if God asks you, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, what would be your answer? <laughs> well, who knows? Can this bone, imagine, can God have something else to do for this prophet? Rather, he can take him in the valley full of death, full of dry bones. This past few days when I was driving with my big brother around and, you know, it looks like you're approaching Halloween. You know those bones? I can see some of them are giant. I don't think that's a human. There's no voice in them. There is no movement. There is no beauty. They don't have identification. They don't even have any names. No one knows who they are. They are bones. To surprise you, even the bones are dry. Have you ever reached a point sometimes in your life you feel like dry? You read the Bible, become normal. You just go for prayer, you kneel down, you don't feel that you're doing something. It's just a word comes mumbling in your mouth. You go to church, you don't feel the peace. You don't feel the touch. Hello? I'm not here to, to build a theology and historical context of this prophecy. But I want us to do, jump on into the application aspect. That's what I was jumping in. He could have been saying, he's a prophet. He should have been going to the temple, not to the dry bone. You know, that makes him unclean. Hello? By going the place of death, the prophet, according to the Jew, what happened to him? He became what? Unclean. Why God is, what does he have as a business to take me to a place that is chaos? <laughs> oh, our God is a God of mission. These this bones, the dry bones, the ugly, can live. I don't know. 
And up the prophet says, Well, God, you know yourself, you know the answer. And I answered, Oh Lord. Of course, it's an easy answer. You know. <laughs> and he said to me, Prophesy over them. Hallelujah. Yes. Speak a word over them. The life giving spirit. Speak over them. How can I speak in the dry bones? <laughs> Who's going to care? <laughs> Who's going to listen? Sometimes we feel as a pastor, as a missionary, we were sent a place where we feel we are in the dry bone. Maybe let me make you think as if like we're in mortuary. Because we think God is quiet. He needs quietness, okay? I think that one only when you do it yoga, not in the church. <laughs> Hello, God is the God of life. Hallelujah. Not the God of death. Amen. Then he brought the prophet. You know what? My church is dead, like the dry bones. Therefore, you need to go and what? Prophesy over them. What, I would, what would I prophesy over there? <laughs> My own things? No. What would I tell them? Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones. And say to them, oh dry bones, because none of one knows their names. <laughs> Hello? Nobody knows the name. Their name is a collective name. The name they have, the brand they have is what? Dry bones. It's not a fancy name anyway. Hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Not my word, not your word. That's right. But hear the word of the Lord, living God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thus saith the Lord, God to these bones, Behold, I will cause a breath to enter you. And then he said what? You shall live. Oh, my friend, I mean, if you are smart in theology, by now you have to walk out. <laughs> God is here to disarm your theology. Right. God is here to disarm your logic. God is here to disarm your scientific intelligence. Hello? He's telling you... <laughs> You go and call the bones and the dry bones and tell them, prophesy, what do I do? Let them hear you. I'll breath the breath of life in them and they will live. How? Think about your street in this street of Athens. How many dry bones you see? Think about your community. How many dry bones are walking around? Think within your family. How many dry bones have you ever prophesied over them? Hello? How many dry bones they come into your church? Did they go back as dry as they were? Or have they have a breath of life? And they live for his glory. 
and I will lay snow upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and over you with skin and put a breath in you and you shall live you shall know that I am the Lord hallelujah even the bones the dry one who do not have a name oh my goodness not only they will have a breath they will have a flesh skin bones and of course they have a bones <laughs> and the ligament and all these things they become the living things verse 7 says so i prophesied as i saw as i was commanded as i prophesied there was a sound behold rattling and the bones came together this like indiana jones movie right <laughs> look at that dry thing let me tell you when god says it happened yeah. and let me tell you, this is scary can you imagine those dry bones start moving responding hello now there is a noise rattling around the atmosphere is changed the environment is changed the aroma is changed the smell is changed because the holy spirit is moving hallelujah you know you may have to ask yourself why is this breath did you connect some place this breath when god formed a man you know when he created other things he created as he sees as he pleasure as he wanted it when he start creating a human being he didn't check any nature he turned around himself i said okay this one i make it like the way i am uh-huh. <laughs> are we together this one not ordinary This one extraordinary. I don't want to look at nature when I created a man. I want to look at myself. I want to make the way I am. And then he made him. There was one thing is missing in human life. What was that? The breath. He breathes in his nostrils. What happened to the man? He became a, the living being. Hallelujah. Church is not organization. church is organism how to get i'm bringing science you know many <laughs> church is not an institution church is a life hallelujah the life giving the spirit of god is in the church allow me to say these things there was a church one time you know as missionaries big churches we ask money okay when you ask them they send you their statement of faith If you believe in this one we'll give you if you don't carry on burden okay <laughs> So they sent me a form and one of the things in their statement of faith do you believe In our day that the book of Mark chapter 15 verse 16 talks about all signs and wonders shall follow you do you believe in those signs and wonders yes. I said what are you asking <laughs> If the gospel do not have a power and if it doesn't perform the signs and the wonders that happen in my life and other people's life it's no longer Jesus gospel that's a different gospel 
Therefore, my friend, not only believe in them, I practice on them. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> so they said, okay, come and speak to our elders. How do you see those things are happening? I tell you, come and see. <laughs> Hallelujah. My friend, anyone who comes to Christ, anyone who tests Jesus, Anyone who cleaves to, to Jesus and his power and testing his power will never be the same. Hello? Will never be the same. Even that woman, she just said, you know, I don't want to talk about any other things. I don't want to even talk to him. I don't want to see even his face. If I touch his garment, my problem will be solved. Yes. If I come that near to him, hallelujah, leave alone the whole things. If I touch his clothes, my problem will be solved. When is the last day you pray that God, I want to be closer to you. I want to be in your presence, Father. There are many other things make you far away from him. Are you dry? Are you tired? Are you weak? Are you confused? Are you give up? Even if you give up, where will you go? <laughs> if you deny him here, you recognize him there. You better agree with him here, my friend. <laughs> Hello, church. This passage, yes, many of us, we talk about this is about the restoration of the nation of Israel. Of course it is. But the story is not ending there. Hello? The story of this account is not ending about the restoration of the, the nation of Israel. Of course, this is the, one of the prophecies already fulfilled in our own eyes. This dry bones is the nation of Israel. Now they become a nation, right? Israel is a sovereign nation? Is it the nation now today? Yes. One of the powerful nations. Did they know Jesus? They don't know. They are very close to the physical kingdom of God and far away from the spiritual kingdom of God. But his sovereign power is upon them. Yes. However much they are, because his sovereignty is not measured by human mind and intellect. By his grace. That's why I say I'm not going to theology. I don't want that. How does these passages of scripture touches you and me? And with all my humility and my foolishness, I ask again. God has something for this church. That beyond for this church. Hello? I have just even learned today, I saw even you have a plot of land somewhere else. God is making you visible, not in this village, even beyond. Are you prepared enough? Take off all those dirt. Remove all your dryness. Hello? Yes. Connect with the life wire of the Holy Spirit. Yes. I want to finish here and go back to these passages. And I looked and behold, there was new on them and flesh came upon them and the skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and says to the breath, thus saith the Lord, come from the fourth winds, O breath, and breath on this slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as I, com I was commanded, as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood 
there fit an exceedingly a great army. Woo! Oh, my friend, from dry bone to the vast army. Hallelujah. From death enough, now the full life. This is how prophecy does. How many of you in the morning you prophesy over your wife, spouses, or your husband, over your children, over your community, over your church? Do you know there is a power in your tongue? Hallelujah. I want to talk about two application on this matter. We believe God performed the miracle in the past. I know we believe. The Bible is full of miracle. My life is full of miracle. You know why? I live each day by miracle. Each step of my way is a miracle. I believe God is still perform miracles in today's our lives. The same God who by his word of his mouth spoke everything and there were now we see came to an existence by the word of prophecy. Do you know that? Yeah. He prophesied, let there be light. The light was there. Hallelujah. And then he looked at it. Oh, I think it's good. Cool. <laughs> Our God is unchangeable. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hallelujah. No powers and principality can come overcome over him. Then, since we believe God is a God of miracles, he's performing every day in our life, in our days. For you, church, Sand Spring Church, this prophecy talks about two things. The dry bone story. One, restoration of life. Hallelujah. The bones, the dry things, they become what? The living being. Salvation. Restoration. Hallelujah. The dead now become alive. Those who are in the darkness, now they began to see the light. Those who are guilt, they sin, they are now forgiven. Hallelujah. All this is the work of God through the work of evangelism. Are we together? Through what? Through the work of evangelism. Did you see those guys, the Muslim? How much your church is geared towards the evangelization of your community, your family, your neighbors, your community, your villages? How much are you connected to the global world of evangelization? This prophecy talks about the church has to be filled with the offices that God has given us through Jesus Christ. And those gifts of fivefold ministries. Hallelujah. You must have the gift of prophecy, someone who prophesies like pastor. You must have the apostleship who can give us guidance, planting more churches and giving us direction. 
We must have a pastor who's taking care of all affairs of our flock. We must have evangelists who goes and brings people in. We must have a teacher who enlightens them so the house of the Lord will be filled and filled by the grace. Yes. The first one. What we learn and what we take for this, for us, for our church. Sunday Spring Church. The Ministry of Transformation. Through evangelism. The second one. This story of the bones brings and talk about revival. Hallelujah! Revival! Hallelujah! Ever since I came to this place, my heart is revived. And I was weary and tired, but I'm revived. I feel like jumping. I'm so sorry that your ear is hurting. I'm screaming to the, the top of my lung. <laughs> revival! Hallelujah! How do we revive? Our dry bones rehabilitated become a great vast army yes. of with new strength and encouragement and boldness and courage, power and glory and anointing of the gift that the Holy Spirit is operating in us. Both these things, we need them today in our church. Our church needs revival. Yes. Hallelujah. Probably post-COVID ministry is different from the pre-COVID ministry. God has already reset the whole world for its glory. We are in a new journey. Hello? In the Old Testament, if God reset the nations through the flood, <laughs> my friend, why not God resetting the whole nation through COVID? Hallelujah! Who knows what is intended for us? Revival. Oh my gosh. I believe this story of Ezekiel meant a lot to us this evening. And I have never looked at it this way before. Why would God decide to take someone in a dry bones place? Knowing that in his culture, going to dry bone place, it costs him a lot, at least minimum seven days. And it may cost him even a ram to sacrifice. <laughs> Hello? Seven day isolation is not a COVID, but anyway, seven days isolation of purification. And he have to bring another goat or sheep to slaughter to be purified. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a costly thing, you know. I mean, this is the guy who's telling people, don't go and don't touch, you know? Now he's telling him, go and touch it. <laughs> I want you to feel it, how it feels. <laughs> oh, my friend, there's no argument in this. You've asked? God says, jump. You just say, how high? Hello? <laughs> you say, jump. You say, how high? Okay. <laughs> we go for it. <laughs> I believe he can revive us. What is your excuse? Is this an excuse of age? Let me tell you today, this morning. This man, I've never been surrounding myself with mature people like my brother there, Father Abraham. 
And there's a guy called Buddy who was here. I think I saw him somewhere. You know, you all look alike. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we were in prayer. And prayer after prayer. And this guy said he need more. <laughs> Are we together? The church must be equipped for the task that the Lord Jesus Christ assigned for us. Yes. Without any shadow of doubt, I know your church will be in the air soon. Hello? Yes. But you have to stop beating the same drum over and over. <laughs> over and over again. Change your drums! Hello? Okay. <laughs> we see that in this story, God has taken this man in a very strange place. that normally, in a normal situation, that the, I mean, it's the prophet shouldn't go in those places. A time God would take your church in a place that you feel that this is strange. It is good. He puts you in a very strategic place so that God will be revealing himself and his will unto you. Hallelujah. Yes. Friends, this evening, I really appeal to you with all our humility and my humility let us examine our life and examine our church, examine even our community. What is missing here that the church can provide? What is missing here God can fill us and equip us for the better things? Where we are fallen short so that he can restore us back and anoint us and revive us once more again. May I appeal to you five points so that then we can pray. The Lord is speaking to you individually, not as a church, but this one individually. God wants you to build altar. The altar that ignites your passion for him. Hallelujah. Hello? The altar that ignites the passion for God in your own life. Think about this. What does it mean that he ignites his passion in me? When you touch the Holy Spirit, you're crazy. You will end up being crazy. <laughs> and more crazy. <laughs> Please, I appeal to you, build the altar to ignite your passion for his word. Hallelujah. That is his tool for you. I appeal to you that you build the altar of igniting passion for prayers. Yes. Amen? Yes. You can't do these things with your own strength. With all your power, intellect, intelligence. No. Not even your finances. You can only do them through prayer. Amen. Build the altar of prayer. Unlock the locked things. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
knock, seek. What is the other one? Ask. It will all be open to you. You can only do that when you have the altar of prayer. I appeal to you, I know in America you think God is gentle, so therefore your worship has to be the gentle as gentle you can be. <laughs> hey, my friends. Hello. That story is gone. God wants you to bring the worship of the aroma of the presence of God with your mouth, with your heart, with your hand, with your leg. Woo-hoo! Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. By the way, it's good even for your arthritis. <laughs> My friends, build, ignite the altar of worship. My friend, when you're praising God, the greater you praise Him, Jericho falls. Every Jericho that surrounds you, every mountain that set against you, raising up high above you, will be crumbled. Hallelujah. That is it. That is it. The last one, not the least. Friends, all these things must come to one thing and build the altar of mission. God's mission can only be done by God's people, by God's resource, by God's way. Hallelujah! That is your services to God. Offer him this five point. When we do this, what comes? The outcome. Do you remember God gave amazing gift for one of the craziest church ever lived, the church called Corinth. You guys also, you live in Athens, you are not better either. <laughs> Hello? None of them are good anyway. God gave the gift of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the church that has division, immorality, corruption, fight. Oh my goodness, all these kind of things. Who else is crazy can give the best gift ever? Why does he not give this gift to Ephesus? No. We're going to give for Corinth. <laughs> Why don't you give this gift for Philippi? You know? No, we're not giving this one. We only give for who? Corinth. There's nothing good in Corinth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Corinth? Oh, nothing. Bunch of sinners. Oh my goodness. Bunch of robbers. Okay. But for them, I have given them the gift of wisdom. But for them, I have given them the gift of knowledge. For them, I have given them the gift of faith. Hallelujah. Those are the bedrock, the foundation of every knowledge and faith you are talking about. Wisdom, knowledge, faith. You cannot separate them. Let me tell you one revelation. I love America. Oh, every single dollar that I, I eat back home and I serve, it comes from here. I have a great respect. My American parent family, they're here too. But let me take you one thing. I'm sure you have Christmas is coming. And when Christmas comes, you always have this nativity, right? 
those magicians from east, probably from Iraq, from present days, Iraq, from Babylon, from that area they came. Looking for what? Following star. Actually, the Bible says they don't say these are witchcraft or diviners or maybe these astronauts. But he called them what? A wise man. Because they had different wisdom than the rest of us. <laughs> Hello? Divine wisdom. And they followed the star. Where the star stopped, they went and they met who? Okay. Yes. Actually, they are so clever, they didn't go direct to Jesus, they go to Herod. They announced the news, my friend, look for all your scholars, if there is anything such a thing called this time season. They understand the time. Hello? The wise man does what? Yeah, discern and determine the time and the season. Like you are a stock exchange business, right? (laughs) Sometimes we fail. But these guys are smart. And Herod says, yeah, I think probably this is the season. Yeah, we are in the inter-testament inter- period. It's coming about, you know, probably it's BC 4 or 3. I think it may not be too long. God is going to reset the whole world. We're going to begin from zero again, okay? <laughs> the whole time, the whole thing is going to change. The computer, the computer of the world is going to crash. The economy is going to crash. Ah, my goodness. The end is coming. Probably it's okay, okay. So, and the one thing Herod knows if this is happening, there is a king, the Messiah will come. If he comes, his kingdom will go away. He doesn't want his kingdom to go away, he has to crush every baby. Okay, it's fine. You find that the resistance follow. If you find anything like that, let me know and come and tell me, report. Okay, they say they went. As soon as they reached in Bethlehem and they found. Where the baby is born. The first thing they say, the Bible says, they protest and they do what? Divine wisdom. Not intelligent and your own understanding. Bring you in the humility of God. You begin worship. Anyone comes from any other part of the world and comes in America, the structure, the building, the road, the descent, all these beautiful things put in place. That's natural intelligence. But there is missing one thing. The divine wisdom. Hello? And then what they did, these guys worshipping is not enough. They turn around and they say, you know what? We brought the best gift from far away. Let him have it. Hello? Acknowledging the king of king and the lord of lord. Divine wisdom lead you not only worship but submit yourself into it and give your best to it. The third thing they did in after having all these things, divine wisdom, it will never allow you to backslide. You keep moving. This magician, they never went back and tell for the king, they disappeared. <laughs> Hello? Wisdom, knowledge, and faith, these are inseparable things. These are the divine things I'm talking about. When you ignite passion for God, when you build altar of the desire, learning the word, and the prayer, and the worship, and the service, definitely miracles and signs and wonders will follow you. Hallelujah. 
Healing comes. Miraculous sign comes. The power of prophecy comes. Even the gift of distinguishing of the spirit, the discernment of the spirit. The funny thing is you will learn different language. It could be my language even. You speak in tongue. A language that you never spoke. Not only speaking is enough, you will even interpret those languages in the manner which God designed them to be. Friends, who else not desire to have these things? I want, my friend, I want to soak in now. I want us to all to stand up. And as I ending up this way, and it reminds me, Prophet Habakkuk, after arguing with God, he makes his appeal and saying, God, I think, don't you see these wrong things happening? All this complaint he has. Later he says, okay, if you want these things, I'm going to bring judgment. He says, ah, ah, don't bring the judgment now, later. <laughs> I don't want to see this judgment of yours now. But he came around, he turned his stone and he started pleading to God in one very things I really love about it. He said, chapter two, 3, verse 2, Lord, I have heard your fame. Hallelujah. Let's say all of, I have heard your fame. Let us say together, I have heard your fame. I stand in awe of your deed. Lord, repeat them in our days. Hallelujah. The dividing of the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Amen. The dividing of Jordan. Setting the whole entire nation out of Egypt from slavery to the new life and their promises and the promised land. The giving of the Torah. The giving of the prophets, the giving of the apostles, and the wording and the, the wonder working power of the Holy Spirit. Remember those days, the sending of the Pentecost, the dynamic power, the dynamic power. Friends, remember, repeat them in our days. In our time, make them known. Yes. Father, make them known. Yes. Above all, in wrath, remember mercy. Forgive us. For we have gone wrong. Oh, hallelujah. Can someone lead us in the praise and worship choruses? Father, can every one of us, we pray. Speaking our own word and giving thanks to God. Do not fear your neighbors. Speak to one another, even speak to God. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Ramama Santa Babavalabos. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, hallelujah. My hope is found here in the. Oh. It's gonna soon, it's the ring crown. Hallelujah. Oh, 
Display this place. Send you glory in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for revival. Revival in this church in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for revival. Revive us once more again, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Revive every members of the church. Revive every the young people. Revive the older people. Revive your sons and daughters in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. You have called them for the higher level of anointing in the name of Jesus Christ. You made your church to be full in your grace, in your gift, in your offices, Lord, I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray for your revival that breaks out of this place in the name of Jesus. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the revival of healing, revival of manifestation of your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, signs and wonders which have already begun, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus, Father, for your glory, Father. Oh Father, oh Father, we pray. We pray for healing, Lord. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We praise you, Father. We worship you. King of glory, we pray for your anointing, Father. We don't want to be the same, Father. Father, we pray for the spirit of transformation in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, Father, elevate us one level, the, the higher level, Father. In the name of Jesus, the spirit of joy in the name of the Lord. The spirit of joy in the name of Jesus. The spirit of healing, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray. The spirit of increase. Father, increase us in number in the name of Jesus. Increase us in number. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Increase your grace and favor in the mighty name of Jesus. Increase your anointing in your servants, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, let your glory shine. Let your glory, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, take the cover of religiosity from us and bring us together with you, Lord. Help us, Father. Help us, Father, with us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of the Lord, blessings. Blessings, Father. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Pray, Father. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. When we finish, can you put I surrender song for us and then we finish? All right. Let me quickly ask one question. If anyone feels that the Lord has called them to ministry, it can be anything. But I want to pray for that person, for that person. I want to pray for those whom God is calling you to the ministry. 
I want to pray for those who are God is. Oh Lord. Oh Lord Father. I'm a sinner. My hand is a hand of a sinner, Lord, but I put your hand upon her, Lord. I don't know to whom, to where, to what that you have called your servant, Lord. But Father, I raise her and I bring her before, before your presence and I put her to the, the foot of your cross, Lord. She has taken huge, huge decision to serve you whatever it takes, Father. Father, she commit herself, she set apart herself to you, Father, because you have called her. She declared that wherever you, you go, I will go. Wherever you send me, I will go, Father. And she responded, here I am, send me, Lord. And here she is, Father. We join in that call and responding, here she is, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray your anointing that is fresh and powerful. To rest upon her and fill her with the joy of your spirit. Anointing her, Father, from the crown of her head to the foot of her, the heel of her foot, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. That your anointing run through her veins, and yes. Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, that her ministry will be known soon. And everlasting, Father, thank you for the brave courage and boldness that she responded to you in the presence of men and women, in the presence of your spirit, Lord. Father, I commission that to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. I surrender all. I surrender oh. Can you help us if you have that song? All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender. We surrender all, oh Lord. We surrender. Yes. <clears throat> Amen. Father, I pray for my big brother, Lord. Lord, you know your son and your servant, Father, whom ever since I met him, Lord, It's all about you, nothing less, Father. <laughs> Father, I pray at this moment for a special, fresh anointing upon him. <laughs> he has a, the revelation of your word. Yes. Thank you. He has a big hurt for you, Lord. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> the love I saw in his grab mind, ma, and it's still upon him, Lord. I ask for your anointing that may you double it and yes. triple it upon him, Lord. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let your radiant glory shine upon him. Yes. Continue anointing, Lord. An anointing that breaks every yoke. Yes. Yes. Give him victory. Draw him near to you each day, each step of his way. Break every chain. Yes. Father, every force of evil that saith against him shall not prevail. Yes. But your anointing run upon him, Lord. Yes. From the crown of his head to the bottom of his hill. Yes. We commit him to you because he has responded to your call. Yes. 
Father, I pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of your Spirit rests upon him now and all the days of his life. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks so much.